Welcome, welcome. I am Lisa Marie Shakti Ma. I bring powerful transmissions to radically expand your consciousness and elevate your frequency. And today I'm going to be talking about transmuting energy, what it is, how to do it, etc. This is a really great video, basically for everybody. But I really make this video because there's a lot of people who consider themselves empaths and they struggle a lot within this space of how to manage energy. It's kind of interesting to me that I titled it transmuting energy instead of managing energy. And there is no doubt a um, perfect reason for that. I don't know what that is yet, <laughs> but I feel like it's gonna come through. <laughs> So as always, if you're watching this live, I love commentary, feedback, join the discussion. If you guys have questions, feel free to plug those in uh, throughout the conversation and uh, let's just have some fun. So first off, what is transmuting energy? The, the understanding of transmuting energy is alchemy. Alchemy is where we create a container and this can be in the lab, so to speak, in physics, or it can be more etheric. A container is created and then an energy is shifted from one to another. In the spiritual community, in the etheric form, so to speak, we often are referring to transmuting energies from whatever their state is back to, into the original source, into source energy. So that could be labeled as returning the energy back to source, returning it back to unconditional love or even awareness, love, light, if you wanted to take it all the way back to the original three distortions of consciousness. So transmuting is simply spiritual alchemy, taking an energy, whatever its vibration is, and changing that vibration back to unconditional love. So one thing that wants to be pointed out is the container. As I mentioned, alchemy. When done in the lab, when done in the physical, has to have a container. And it's no different when we work with energy. There needs to be a container. This is one of the things I want to bring in today. When I was learning energy work, so to speak, when I was learning psychic abilities, when I was learning all of this stuff, I was often taught to create a container in which to work. Even through the animal communication, it was always about containing, creating a container. Quite frankly, once you've done it a few times, those containers naturally begin to be created. But it is something that wants to come through today as one of the steps because that container ultimately is simply intention in the etheric form. 
In the lab, of course, it's a different, it's a physical container in which the shifting happens, occurs. But in energy, just simply energy, so to speak, there's no just simply in energy, it is intention. And the container is one of the most important things around transmuting energies. So I love how that's coming through as kind of like the foundation of this conversation. And it's going to get into more detail. So I want to back up a little bit. Back to the original question of what is transmuting energy? So yes, as mentioned, it's the alchemy of energy. It's the foundation of healing work. When we talk about releasing energies, letting go of blocks, when we talk about transcending limitations, limiting beliefs, healing parts of ourselves, all of this is ultimately the transmutation of energy. I will say there are times when some of that occurs that it is not transmuting energy. So what do I mean by that? I mean that you might let something go, but you didn't actually transmute it. What fun is that? <laughs> That's what my higher self just said. What fun is that? And so this is one of the reasons why I inadvertently labeled this transmuting energies rather than energy work or energy management because we are in a very different space than we were simply a year ago, but we're in a very different space than we were in 2012 when all of this beautiful great awakening started to occur. We are currently in the container of 5D, a fifth dimension, okay? I'm not referring to density. We're not in the fifth density yet. However, we are in the fifth dimension. So those are very two different things, and I don't want to go into that. I'm going to create a whole other video around densities, and I'll explain the difference between density and dimensions. But just very briefly, in the fifth dimension, there is a lot that is available to us that was not available in the fourth dimension, okay? Time-space is what dimension is all about. So in the fifth dimension, time-space becomes very, very altered, malleable and actually quite insignificant. So this is where the most powerful energy work can actually occur. Magic is very, very prevalent here in the fifth dimension. So this is why I wanna take it a step further. I'm never satisfied, quite frankly, with just the basics. Teach you how to ground, teach you how to manage energy, sure, but to teach you to transmute energy, that's where we're at right now. That's what I want to get you to be able to do. Because why would you not? If you can just ground and manage, fantastic. But why not step into transmutation when it is so incredibly available to us, when we are literally in the container that assists with the transmutation of energy? Do you see my point? So, hence why the video was labeled as it was. So backing up a little bit more again, <laughs> do you know how to ground yourself? Do you know how to be present with yourself? 
that is always step one of everything. Everything, everything and anything is. Can you ground and be present? Being present, stepping into presence energy, grounding, embodiment, it's all the same. It literally is your ability to let go past and future or perceived past and future and literally be here now. Be present with all that exists right here, right now. I'm not going to go into grounding exercises. I'm not going to teach you how to ground. There is a plethora of that information on the internet. And many of you who have worked with me are pretty grounded and have already experienced just the ways in which I bring people in and ground them. It's as always through your intention. So we're gonna focus on grounding, but I will give you a little tidbit, root chakra, feet chakras. Those are extraordinary places in which you can focus your awareness, your intention, and ground yourself through those chakras. Okay? One more thing, breathing. <laughs> breathing, creating space, allows you to come into presence. All right. So within that container, the step one of always grounding and being present. And this is important. Why? Because oftentimes one of the first things that we do when we are encountered with an energy that is uncomfortable is we, we quite frankly, come up out of our bodies because it is what? Uncomfortable. <laughs> I love what's coming through right now. So <laughs> part of transmuting energy is your availability to all sensations. So what do I mean by that? I mean, you have to suck it up, buttercup. You have to be able to be available, to be present, regardless of the sensation. You have to understand and have faith and trust within yourself that it is merely a sensation. So outside of grounding, this is kind of coming into our real first step of this conversation. And what is that exactly? That you are not any sensation that arises. You are not ultimately any experience within your reality. You are not any of your thoughts, feelings, or emotions. While I've said that a lot and it seems very, very basic, and it is very, very basic, it's fundamental. Because in order to alchemize energy, you must be present with it. If an energy comes into your space and you go, ah, I don't like that, that's uncomfortable, I want it to go away, then you cannot alchemize it. Take a deep breath with that because I feel a few of you have been triggered. And right now I'm going to bring in a story that I've brought in a couple times, but I want it to be very specific to this video and this teaching. I have done ayahuasca many, many times. I give a great deal of my um, state of my being. I, I, I give much credit to ayahuasca and the spirit of ayahuasca, whom we call grandmother. So one time in one of my ayahuasca ceremonies, 
it was quite early on in my training through grandmother. She trained me. She came into my space and she said to me, when pain enters your space, when fear enters your space, when all of these energies that are uncomfortable enter your space, you contract. So pausing the story for a moment, what does she mean by that? She means that I, we contract our energetic field. Our fields can be very, very large. Our auras, our, our presence can be very large, or we can contract them in because of, quite frankly, discomfort and not wanting to be large, right? Or not wanting to blend in with other people, so to speak. So she said I contracted, which I completely agreed with her. <laughs> and she said, that's not the way. She said, let me show you. She told me that what I needed to do was to expand, actually, my space, my energetic field into and potentially beyond whatever the energy was that I was feeling. So she said, let's give it a try. And she brought something in that was very intense. I don't remember. I think it was fear or pain, one of those. It was really, really intense and she shoved it right in my face and I contracted. And she was like, expand, expand. And I remember having to center myself. I just wanted to get away from it. It was so intense. It was like right in my face and it was very, very intense energy. I could have easily have allowed it to overwhelm me, to consume me, which is one of the things that we do often. But I knew that she was trying to teach me something and I knew I was safe. So I literally breathed and centered myself, grounded myself, despite it in my face. I brought my awareness back to self and I just centered and grounded. And then through sheer intention and will, nothing more. I didn't know what I was doing, to be very, very clear. I had no fucking idea what I was doing. <laughs> I'd never been taught this. I hadn't, she didn't give me any instructions. It was like step one, step two, like I'm doing here. It was like, this is what you do. You just expand into it. Okay, what does that mean? And with my intention and my sheer will, I expanded my space into, it's like I dived into the energy. I went right into it. And it was really, really intense. And then what happened? There was like this pop as the energy transmuted and I got hit with ecstatic bliss. And I was like, oh. she said, yes, that's what's on the other side, so to speak when you transmute energies, what she meant was when you transmute energy, it returns to bliss, to unconditional love, to source energy. But she worded it like that's what's on the other side of that. When you lean into, when you expand through it, that's what occurs. And she said, let's do it again. And she did it to me about four or five times. 
And of course I really got it <laughs> or so I thought. <laughs> Because then after I left the ceremony, I still found myself contracting and it took a lot of process, a lot of awareness of self to continuously remind myself. And it, it's a, you have to practice this, this stuff, you know, takes practice. We're learning. So it wasn't like I just had it and that was, that was it. I had to always, oh yeah, shoot, I'm contracting and do what she taught me. And every single time, bliss. And in my sessions, when I'm transmuting energy for my clients, bliss. To the point that sometimes they're like, why are you laughing? <laughs> yeah. I'm all blissed out over here, that's why. <laughs> so that's the transmutation of energy, is returning it back to its original source. And that's almost like the reward, so to speak. Even though you can't really see it like that. I'm not sure why, but that's what I'm being told. <laughs> oh yes, because of attachment. We can't be attached to, I'm doing it for the ecstatic bliss. You're doing it because you're doing it. The ecstatic bliss is like the cherry on top. It's not the reward. It's not what you're trying to go after. Because if you try to go after that, trust me, you'll get problems. So back to what I was saying before the story, you have to be able to turn and face and feel and be a part of that discomfort. She shoved it in my face and I could have gone inside of myself. I could have completely withdrawn and tried to avoid it. I don't know what would have happened. Probably she wouldn't have allowed that. She would have pushed it on me more. But you can do that. You can contract further and further and further and try to withdraw away from it. But that's not empowerment. And that's definitely not where transmutation happens. And that's not where you find bliss. <laughs> so do as you want. <laughs> you have to be able to let go of A, your attachment to the sensations, realizing that whatever that was, it's, it wasn't me, right? Like that pain or fear that she shoved in my face. It wasn't me. So I could lean into it. I could dive into it knowing that the only way it can overwhelm me or consume me is through my allowance of it. And I didn't really know that, to be really clear. <laughs> it was kind of like this intuitive thing I just had. Like I have to just turn and dive into it. And I didn't really understand why. And I've learned that throughout the process as to why, because you, it only overwhelms you. It can only consume you. If you allow it, if you associate with it, if you think that pain is you or that fear is you, and, and for some reason it exists because it's real. And so that's back to what I was speaking of. In reality, you are not your thoughts, your sensations, your feelings, and your emotions. You're not your physical body. I didn't know that at the time. I was taught that later. And again, it's one of those concepts that's very big and kind of vague. And you're like, okay, that's great. I hear you. What does that mean? Until you start to really experience it. 
So learning throughout your day that whatever arises, even joy, bliss is ultimately not who you are. You're actually beyond that because you're beyond creation itself. But those are the highest levels, the most pure levels of creation. So go ahead and identify with them. But throughout your day, every time you feel, you sense, you think of things, one of the great things to do is just, just observe, acknowledge, oh, there's a sensation, a feeling, an emotion, a thought. I'm ultimately not that because I am able to observe it. I am witnessing it. I am aware of it and thus I am not it. That'll pull you out of it ever so slightly and you'll watch it go. Just like it arose, it left. You, the true you, is constant. You do not arise or leave. You are always present. You are presence. You are source energy. So it's really important to begin to experience that. Because anything that we're learning begins conceptually. And if you don't ever take it experientially, it will remain conceptual and it doesn't really do you any justice there. It's simply in your mind and it will remain there. You have to bring it into your reality and experience it. And that's where you anchor in the understanding of it, what it is really here to teach you. So that's why I'm saying it's a really good thing to go out into your reality and practice this exact thing. Because the more that you can just do it with this subtle stuff, like, oh, I'm feeling whatever. Oh, yeah, there's a feeling, there's a sensation. Then when you're in the depth of intensity, you're already trusting yourself. You're already experiential. So that when those really intense energies arise, you don't get overwhelmed and consumed by them because they're much more powerful and they're, and they're, ability to convince you to practice all the time. You can even take it a step further, what comes through right now. So here you go. You're not actually anything that you see. We are so connected to our vision. Can you be aware that you're aware of what you're seeing, what you're touching, what you're experiencing? All of that is actually holographic and you exist before all of that. That's why it can come and go, come and go. When you connect to who you are inside, your source energy, yourself, the capital S, you realize that that energy is always ever present. It doesn't change in its essence. It's always there. The energy is always there. It's always the same. It's consistent. Like the riverbed that holds everything. It is a container. That is your container. All of this is contained within the energy of source. I love how that was just brought in because there's a direct correlation that wants to occur here between the container that all of this is in, including yourself, of this incarnation, this me, and the container that we want to create when we work within these energies. Excellent, Frank. 
says, hopefully I'll remember this the next time the feeling comes over me like it did yesterday. Just a negative feeling with no apparent reason. Those are one of the best because usually they have no tie to you, so to speak. So you can see them. Oh, there it is. Wonderful. And we'll get into a little bit more detail there, Frank, on what to do with that. But the first thing is just acknowledging. Oh, yeah. Look at that. There's a negative feeling all in my space, all up in my space. <laughs> Instead of contracting away from it, this is where we lean into it. You have to let go of the belief that negative is negative and positive is positive. Now, I will use those terms throughout this conversation so you guys can understand that I'm speaking of a... We have neutrality, a neutral energy, and then we have negative low vibrations, and we have positive high vibrations, right? We want to ultimately be transmuting and, and aligned with the positive energies because those are the ones that are telling us that we're in alignment with self. So we're using those to keep, us, keep ourselves aligned. However, where we go wrong is where we presume and assume and create where a negative energy is no good, is bad. We don't want it. We don't want to experience it. We want it to go away. We want it to change. And through that judgment, there's no acceptance. One. Two, we contract away from it. We don't want to feel it. Just go away, okay? You're in my space, you don't feel good, just go away, please. Why am I feeling this way? God, I don't wanna feel this way. Take ourselves deeper and deeper, deeper into the hole. All of a sudden, that negative emotion, negative thought, negativity has power over us. We just gave it a bunch of power. Whereas, if we see it for just what it is, it is an energy that ultimately I am not. Even though the irony is you're nothing and you're everything, right? The paradox. And there's always beautiful power within paradoxes. And I'll bring that in in a little bit because we are, we're all of it. And yet we are none of it. <laughs> we'll talk about that a little bit more. But you don't have to associate with it. Just because you are source energy and it is source energy doesn't mean that you have to associate with it and allow it to have power over you. That's, that's the difference, actually. So if you can just allow it into your space, oh, yeah, hey, negative energy that I don't have any association to, you create the container of acceptance. What is acceptance? It is the unconditional love. We never really understand that those two things go hand in hand. You cannot have unconditional love without acceptance. And acceptance is a form of unconditional love. Pure 100% acceptance. All is accepted within source energy. All is. Awareness, love, light doesn't have any judgment, any interest, any... Uh, what's the word, like preference over whether something is or not. If it is, it is, it's included, it's accepted because it 
is. It's here, therefore, it already is accepted within awareness, love, light. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. So when you naturally bring in that space of acceptance, you already instantly, within that minute of intention, you create that container that I was speaking of. So if you can do your best to not label it, describe it, just simply, well, there it is. And realize that you're not it. You're able to observe it. You're able to see it. It arose. It's going to leave at some point. Therefore, you're not it. Through that acceptance, you have then created very, very powerful container. Even that, that one simple, it is simple. I'm not saying it's easy, but that one simple step, that one simple procedure will already shift your space. It will already allow transmutation to occur. So let me repeat this. The less that you label and describe, associate, and very clearly, try to understand what is in your space, the more that you simply have acceptance for it, no matter how fucked up it is, no matter how low it is, no matter how painful or scary it is. But again, this comes from your trust, your faith in your self. Do you have the strength, power, the courage, whatever you want to call it, the grounding, the alignment to stand up with these energies, to stand with them? If you don't, and that's a beautiful thing to realize within yourself, there's no negativity there. It's not like, ah, shit. <sighs> okay. It's like, oh, yeah, I can see I don't trust myself. Great. Then just back out of all of this, not right this moment, but you can hear the information and then go and work on trust of self. Because that right there, has to be a part of it. Not completely. You don't have to trust yourself completely. Like I said, I had no idea what I was doing in those ceremonies. Never been taught that stuff. But I got an intuition to turn and face it. And I trusted that intuition. I trusted my inner knowing that I knew how to take care of it, that I would be okay. I trusted that. So do you believe that you will be okay? Do you believe within yourself? So if you don't, that's something you need to really see and ultimately come to healing within that. So then you can be this space that can be fully present regardless of what arises.
being enlightened, being a self-realized being, being all of these things that we work towards doesn't mean that stuff is not going to arise within your reality. Yes, your life becomes very, very blissful, very, very beautiful and magical, but stuff, shit still shows up. It is your ability to find and remain and stay connected to peace of self, regardless of what is showing itself to you. That's power. That's embodiment of your higher self. Okay. So that's, again, a little bit of a prerequisite here is that you trust yourself, your inner knowing. So that when these energies arise, you know, absolute fear, hate, there's even beings out there that most definitely psychically attack. I get it all the time. And they're really good at it. So can you be in the space that energy is being in your space? And again, you feel safe. And that's also that grounding and that ability to be present. You're standing your ground, quite frankly, in an energetic way. And then you are allowing through a state of acceptance. And I'll tell you, this is where I went wrong. Or I didn't go wrong, I'll say, because nothing's wrong in the big sense. But it's what took me the most. I kept not understanding what acceptance is. So while I was learning to transmute energy, I was like, sweet, here's this energy. I can see it. I know where it's coming from. I, I know all the information. So let's, let's, let's transmute it. And I would sit there and this would be energy within myself, which is the hardest energy to transmute is energy within yourself. I'd be saying they're working on it and like it wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> because I hadn't accepted what it was showing me. I wanted it gone. Let's transmute it. Yeah, uh, okay, I see you, uh-huh. Now go away. <laughs> yeah, 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 I hear you, uh-huh. Now shut up. <laughs> let's, let's get you moving, come on, let's go, out you. That's not acceptance. Can you sit with it? And just sit with it. Be fully present with all that it shows you without being consumed by it, without allowing it to overwhelm you, without believing that it is you. So this is one of the things that you can literally use if you don't trust yourself. Sit with distrust of yourself. Trigger yourself to where you feel that. Where don't I trust myself? Where don't I trust? Ah, there it is, yeah. Oh, God, that feels horrible, that distrust. Ah, sit with it. Try not to label and describe it. Just be with it. Allow it to scream its head off. Allow it to, this is what I feel. I don't trust. It hurts. Wah. And the energy will scream. And if you can stay present with it, 
centered and just allow continuously realizing that you're not it because you can watch it. You can be present with it and therefore you are not it. And you know what happens in that moment? If you're really, really present with it, it transmutes. Because once again, being grounded, centered, present, and through that just being, not needing anything to change in the moment. You're not like, would you just shut up? Would you just go away? I just want to trust myself. No, you're like just sitting with it, present and being with it. You are creating the container of acceptance. And that is where transmutation occurs. Acceptance, unconditional love is the container in which everything is. It is the container of creation. So when, like a mini container, you create that same energy, then you allow that process to occur. Frank says, sounds like a separation and unity in one. Yes, in a way, we're never separate, right? It's the paradox. All of these energies are us. We are it, and yet we're not. So yes, it is. It's through awareness. Because again, awareness is the very, very first distortion. Awareness, love, light. The three distortions of the universe, the initial distortions. So through awareness of it, it does feel like a separation. It does feel like you separate from it because what you do, you don't actually separate from it. Instead of being consumed by it, you expand through awareness out into what I call a higher sphere of consciousness. So you still are included. It, sorry, it is still included within you. The small circle of this energy where you could be if you're in it, and you're thus consumed by it because you're literally in the sphere in which it is, okay? And that's consumed, overwhelmed by it. That's when you feel like you are it. You believe the energy of it. However, through awareness of it, you pop out into a higher sphere of consciousness. Now, that energy is still contained within the larger sphere, right? But it is now a larger sphere which contains a higher frequency of energy and potentially pop you pop out into acceptance which is even a higher sphere now you are even even a higher level of consciousness and this little tiny energy held within a container of a higher frequency does that make sense it gets diluted it dissolves or it is alchemized. So you're never separating from it, even though it feels like that. What you're actually doing is expanding yourself beyond it, so to speak, higher levels of consciousness where your vibration is increasing in that very moment. Your vibration increases. And so you contain it, but you are not consumed by it. And that is ultimately, if you've ever meditated, that is what you're doing. You're taking yourself through meditation out into higher spheres of consciousness. 
even the observer witness mode that I spoke of earlier is literally that from I am this body and I am these sensations and I am these thoughts and these emotions into I am the observer of such and therefore I am not them. However, they are a part of me. Bam, your frequency changes. Your vibration, I should say, changes. And then you are in a different space of consciousness. You are in your awareness. <clears throat> that's ultimately what you are. You're just in awareness, your consciousness, moving your consciousness, your consciousness, moving your awareness around. Okay. So you've shifted your awareness to a higher sphere, a higher vibration. And then within that space of acceptance, the energy is invited to naturally alchemize. <clears throat> and it's very easy. Once you get to that point, it wants to alchemize. It's just like naturally, quite frankly, you want to be aligned and balanced. It's within our mind and our resistance to ourself that we become unaligned and imbalanced. But we're actually always trying to be in that state. So the energy naturally will alchemize back, transmute back to source energy when it is held in uncon unconditional love, acceptance. So going back to like an example is distrust of self. Okay. If you're aware that you don't trust self yourself, that's a beautiful place to start, right? So get yourself in a space that is grounded, aligned, you know, take some moment to connect to yourself before you even bring in the distrust and just breathe and connect ground. And then you can trigger yourself, find the energy of distrust. It's there, right? One of the best ways you can trigger yourself is by vocalizing. I don't trust myself. Or you can even say, I trust myself. Because either way, if you say, I trust myself, and you don't actually believe that, you'll trigger the belief that says that you don't trust yourself. So you can say that, and you can feel it in your body. Like, oh, I don't trust myself. Oh yeah, there it is. Okay. That's where the limiting belief exists within your physical body. Of course, it exists in a much more complex structure than that, but that's a great place to zoom in on so that you can connect to the energy. It's one of the things that the physical body allows us to do. It becomes very sensational. So, through sensations and emotions and feelings, we get to connect to these energies. That's the benefit. That's why we're experiencing the physical. So I don't trust myself. I don't trust myself. I don't I keep saying it until you start to feel the energy. And of course, it's gonna, it's gonna feel like, ah, like almost like you're digging a knife into yourself. It doesn't feel good. Distrust of self is one of the most painful things that you can experience. So then when you start to connect to that energy, breathe. 
Breathing creates allowance. Breathing creates space. Breathing creates relaxation. If you start to feel it and like, oh God, uh, and tighten yourself up, uh, guess what that is? That's resistance. That's not any different than contracting away from it. You're resisting the sensation. I don't want it. It hurts. I don't want to feel it. The funny thing about resistance is it's, it empowers the exact thing you're trying to resist. It empowers the exact thing you're trying to resist. And this is what a lot of people don't understand. That fear, that pain that you're resisting so much, you're empowering it through that resistance. If you want it to go away, if you want it to stop, stop empowering it by trying to avoid it, by not wanting to feel it, by not wanting to look at it. Again, realize that you're not it, ultimately. <sighs> Massive expansion right there. Wow, it is just a thought. Can you see that? Literally everything is thought. This is something that they are beginning to really prove scientifically, that our universe is thought. I mean, ultimately it's consciousness. But thought, okay, it's thought. Everything is thought. So that fear is a thought that you've, you've created. That pain is a thought that you've created <clears throat> and turned it into a belief in a whole structure of energy. And then you've stuck it out there and then you've avoided it and given it power. But you're not that. So stop empowering it by resisting it, by tensing against it. Breathe. Trust in yourself, even when you're working with the distrust of self. What a beautiful way to start trusting yourself is in the moment of working with your distrust, what happens? What happens if I trust in this very moment? I've done a lot of distrusting. So what happens if I trust? What happens if I open up my space, open up my being? Yeah, open up. That's one of the big things I still have to get to in this conversation. You have to open up. Vulnerability is a superpower. Vulnerability is a superpower. It has nothing to do with weakness. Not even in the same category, quite frankly. Vulnerability is the beginning of courage and strength. And most definitely a part of this whole conversation. Because you cannot contract, tense, resist. You have to open. You have to be vulnerable, realizing that ultimately that's just a thought and it can't do anything to you. And it's through the vulnerability, the opening up, that the alchemy occurs. The creating yourself bigger, right? 
when you expand out into higher levels of consciousness, that is opening. You are literally opening up your energetic fields and expanding them, opening them to higher levels of consciousness. Higher levels of consciousness, love light gets to begin to seep into your being. You are opening yourself. You cannot ultimately step into those higher spheres of consciousness without opening yourself up. You can, I'm hearing, to some point, and then that's it. You'll stop. You will not be able to reach high levels of consciousness because the belief that you have to somehow protect yourself, meaning this body and this energetic field, I have to protect myself from what's out there. The truth is, it's all the same energy. You are all of that and you are none of it, remember? When we try to protect ourselves, and this is one of the biggest things that I try to teach people because there's a lot of misunderstanding misinformation, in my opinion, about protection. Putting up shields and walls of protection from ourselves to others. That is a third density understanding of I am here and you're over there. Fourth density, which is where we are right now, Although not everybody is, <laughs> that's where Gaia is. That's where our, the matrix of our planet is, is the understanding that we are all one. We're all one. How can you protect yourself? And I'm not talking about physical protection, okay? Let's make that very clear. I'm not talking about somebody's coming to attack you physically, okay? I'm talking energetic. And there is a difference there. Yes, there will be times you have to protect your physical body, and even that changes. But I don't want you guys to get into that mind fuck, basically. So don't even worry about that. I'm talking energetic, okay, for now. Just understand that. Trying to protect yourself is the belief that you are somehow separate and is the belief that it, you can keep energies out of your space. And that's just not fucking true. I'm sorry. It's not true and it keeps you small. And I won't teach that. <laughs> Quite frankly, I'm teaching the opposite. And it goes against a lot. But let me tell you where that belief, where that teaching came from. It came from third density, which is where we were. So it is an old teaching and it has complete relevance in third density when we are learning the lessons of third density. Okay. So it wasn't wrong in third density, but as with everything, as we ascend, as we gain higher spheres of consciousness, we see things, we perceive things differently. And that is one of the things that we're trying to understand moving from third density to fourth density is that we are actually all connected. So again, it served its purpose for a very long time of humanity in third density. 
that this whole great awakening is offering so much beauty. So you can't protect yourself ultimately, you can. But you don't protect yourself out here. It's not like you put up a wall, okay? Because what is that? It's not vulnerability. It's not openness. It's not expansiveness and it's not availability. What you do, how you protect yourself is here. Alignment, presence, connection here is what I call inner integrity. When you have inner integrity, you are vibrating. A very, very high frequency of energy. That very, very high frequency of energy doesn't allow a whole lot into its space just through resonance, just through the vibration of the energy. A lot of things won't come into your reality anymore. And if they do and you are open, they come in, they are accepted, transmuted instantly. When really big things do come at you, you are here. You come out stronger, bigger, higher frequency. You don't do this, you do this. You connect, you stay connected to that love, you bring that at focus there and you emanate the fuck out of love. I have had many, many times, I've had very, very big beings, consciousness in my space attacking me. There have been times that I've been overwhelmed in the moment. And every single time I was reminded of myself, of self, of source, of love. And as soon as I stopped focusing on what was coming at me and came here, breathed, opened up that space. Come on, transmuted. Or they left, depending. Vulnerability is where it's at. So let's backtrack a little bit here. Prerequisite. You have to trust yourself on some level. Again, you don't have to be fully trusting, but you have to know that you have your own back, basically. Okay? So if you're not there, start there first. Then step one, being able to be present and grounded, aligned. Same, same, but different. Step two, being able to observe and witness energies that come into your space, preferably without describing or labeling them. Step three, acceptance. Being able to be fully present without judging, without wanting it to change, without wanting it to be different, fully present with what is. Fully present. That's where the magic happens, guys. All of the magic happens there. 
when you allow yourself to be fully present with it. Whether it's something that you are meant to realize or not, it will either just simply transmute or it will transmute and you will get an aha. Oh, now I see what that energy has tried to show me my entire life. Aha, the golden nugget, as I call it. And you'll get that as it transmutes. You'll get that aha moment. But you have to be able to be with it. Ultimately, if you do this, you'll get that aha, if it's relevant for you. And you'll feel that bliss on some level. Sometimes it's really like, it's almost like the larger the energy is and it's transmuted, the bigger the bliss hit. Sometimes it's just a little, and other times it's like, full body orgasmic moment. And I'm not joking. That's what it feels like. That's what it is. It's a full body orgasm. Blissed out. But even if you just get that, that's what happens through that transmutation. So those are the steps. And then just reminding yourself that resistance, contraction, empowers the energy. Whatever it is, it empowers it. And so this is, so I'm going to take it into the empaths, okay? Because we use this word a lot, and I'm seeing it a lot in the spiritual community. And I'm going to be quite honest, it's very heartbreaking, some of the conversations that are going on. Because people are victimizing themselves and totally disempowering themselves through the belief that they are empathic. Yes, they are empathic. I'm not saying that they're wrong. What I'm saying is that they're disempowering themselves and they're victimizing themselves. So I want to clear up a couple of things about empathy and empathic abilities. First thing is, is that ultimately everyone is empathic. And yes, it is a gift, but everyone has access to that. Now, within that comment, I will clarify that a vast majority of our collective consciousness, of our collective, is so closed off within themselves that they are not empathic. It doesn't mean that they can't be. It doesn't mean that they're not naturally empathic. It means that they have closed themselves off. Their chakras, their energy is so closed that they can't feel because they're scared to feel. But that doesn't mean that they're not empathic. Okay, it means that they're not allowing themselves to be empathic. That's the difference. There's all this like, quite frankly, it's shit out there. Like, woe is me, I'm an empathic. And that means that I attract shitty people. And it means that I can't be in large groups. And it means that I'm sensitive. And it means that like all of this, no fucking way. I'm sorry. I am, quote unquote, highly highly sensitive. I am extremely empathic. Do not disempower yourself through those kinds of thoughts and beliefs, please. 
And if you need help, I am happy to help you. But I don't go for people disempowering themselves. I just don't. I am here to empower. And so I bring that in because it is a real thing to be empathic, as we all are, to go out into crowds and to feel a lot. Okay? Totally real. The difference being is if you associate with the energy, one, there's two different things that can happen. One, if you associate, meaning you feel pain and you think it's yours. You feel pain and you think that you're pain. You feel fear, you think that you're fear. You believe, just like I talked about before, you believe the energy that you're sensing, okay? You believe that you are those thoughts, feelings, emotions. That's one way in which that can bog you down, bring you down, drain your energy, all of these stories that people are circulating, okay? The second way is that you can have a matching picture. So if I have distressed and I go into a group of people where somebody is currently vibrating distressed, meaning somehow they got triggered in distrust of self. And so right now that particular belief is vibrating, gets highlighted. Tuning fork, this is resonance. I come into that space. I have disbelief in self. Now my energy is vibrating. And like I said, distress of self is one of the worst feelings. And everybody has it. Everybody has it. Of course, to what degree they have it is unique. But everybody has it. So now my distrust is triggered. My distrust of self is triggered. And so I start to feel gross. If I can't get into that observer witness mode and look at, whoa, where is this coming from? Ooh, sweet, uh-huh, yep, ah, yeah, distrust of self, wonderful. Be present with it. See where I'm going with this? Allow, transmuted. Sometimes it takes more than that, I'll be honest. It's not always instant. But same thing, same steps. Same thing. But if somebody cannot move into that higher sphere of consciousness and be like observer witness, oh yeah, there's distrust of self. Okay, that's a belief that I have. It's not true. It's not real. And allow and be present with it. If somebody can't do that, they are now distrust of self. Oh my God. They're not even aware it's distrust of self. They just feel like shit. Oh, I go into groups of people and I feel like shit. And now I come home I got this energy and oh, I got to like rest and I got to clarify and I got to sage and I got to ground. I got to do all these things that start to basically put that energy back into submission, back into, because they're not realizing it. They're not realizing it. They're just bringing in other things that raise their vibration. So that just kind of settles back down. It's not transmutation. Do you see? Okay, now I feel better. I can't go into crowds because that's what happens. I can't be around people because that's what happens. That is a limitating belief. Yes, if I get into big crowds, I feel a shit ton. But if I am staying grounded, present, I stay open. I stay large. 
And sometimes if I'm in a lot of people with a lot of low energy, I have to really bring in some high frequency, just like I was talking about being attacked. I connect and I focus on that love. And I focus and I focus and I vibrate it more, not less, more. And then what happens? I get lit up. And you know what else happens? I light up everybody around me. That's the difference. So to believe that you can't go around other people because you take on their energy. No, you're choosing to take on energy either because you're associating with other people's energy that actually isn't even about you or because of a matching picture. So you can tell the difference between them because if it's somebody else's energy and you're just present with it, like let's say fear comes in and you're like, whoa, that doesn't feel good. Okay, sweet. I'll just be here. I'll stay open. I'll breathe. It will leave your space. Either you will transmute it or it will just flow through you. That's because it will leave. It will go somewhere or another. However, if you have a matching picture and you do that, you stay centered, you breathe, you stay large, you're big, you're here. God, that fear just doesn't want to go. That's when you know that you have a matching picture so that their fear triggered yours. So yay, now you get to turn around, observer witness of self, where is that fear in me? Now you have an opportunity to transcend one of your own limiting beliefs, to alchemize that energy within you. But please, 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 do not fall prey to this disempowerment that is going around the spiritual community. You have full power, but you have to choose it. It is a choice. Your allowance to your own power is all that there is. Nothing can disempower you. Nothing can manipulate you. Nothing can overwhelm you unless you let it. So again, I have a lot of compassion. I'm not saying any of this is easy. I have been through it all, all of it that I'm talking about today, I've been through. I've been through the protection. I tried to protect, like I was taught, I was taught that didn't fucking work. I would go out in crowds and I would be like, oh, I feel like shit, totally drained have to go back and recharge. I've been through it all. So I have deep levels of compassion for it. What I want to do is help each and every one of you and anyone who's ready to not go through it anymore. I want to teach you a better way, an empowered way to live your life where you can be vulnerable, sensitive, intuitive, tapped in, open, available, yet truly empowered from the inside out, inner integrity from the inside out, connected, aligned, trust, faith. That's when your life radically shifts. So again, 
I understand it's not easy. And you guys are welcome to shoot out questions at me as you process this information. And I hope it was clear and concise. You are powerful. You are ultimately source energy, awareness, love, light. To believe that you are anything other than that is you limiting yourself. And there's other things about manifestation and understanding how it relates to your reality, which I've made other videos about. Like there's one called the power of the mind. And it's very much about, yeah, if you start to believe, really believe that you are awareness, love, light. How do you relate to your reality through that? That's a great question. But outside of all of that, there's always lots of beautiful steps to this stuff. You are awareness, love, light. You are awareness, love, light. You are awareness, love, and light. Breathe that in, believe it. Begin to trust the fundamental energy of what you are. That's what you're here to do. I love you all so much. And hopefully I'll have some announcements this week. And um, Guys, I'm always open to topics. If you have a topic that you want me to do a video on, I'm always open to that. Love you all very much. Until next time.